Hey, MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Howdy, y'all, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, all the way up to episode 338 already. This one's going out to one of our new friends in the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord, Kanjiva1, who was active in the chats on the weekend and looks like he, uh, I'm going to guess it's a he because, like I said off top of the last episode, it's only he's, it seems, um, that follow us, but uh, he had a good time. Uh, hitting some bets on Saturday. Thank you for coming to this show. I am your host, Jeff Chalks Fox. It's an Invicta FC episode, which should be fun. Invicta's running another, the all-female uh, promotion is running another event on uh, this coming Wednesday, and we're going to break down the fight card. Well, not the whole fight card, but we're going to give you five of the juiciest picks, or five of the picks that Gumby wants to wants to uh, tell you who's going to win them in. Uh, I mentioned Gumby because he's our regional MMA whisper. It's Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello. Uh, yeah. Although this past weekend, I was a little bummed out because I had some cage warrior picks. I really liked. And, tell us, uh, tell us about and, it, Dan. Well, well, most of those fights fell apart. That's uh, true. We were supposed to have Solomon, the French Solomon Renfro, uh, yep. fighting and, and he did wind up fighting, but just not the person I wanted him to fight. Uh, and so I didn't get odds on it. And then, uh, Another fight fell out. Dean Barry uh, sort of unexpectedly missed a fight. Who would have thought? Um, so like those two fell apart. And then, uh, but I did hit an underdog with Oban Elliott, which was nice. He was an underdog by the time it fight came around. Um, and then Judo Jim Wallhead in the main event uh, didn't win at my plus 275 marker, but he did fight for all plus 275 of my money. And he took a savage beating and then promptly retired. So uh, all the best to Judo Jim. Thanks for the memories, and uh, th- thanks for giving it your best shot for uh, my big cash there. But uh, I wound up overall one and two on the night, down like uh, only like 90 bucks or something if you bet $100 on every fight. And uh, for the recap, let me get down to that. Um, that leaves me up uh, about 1624 bucks if uh, you bet $100 on all my fights, 64 and 33 on the regionals this year. There you go. I told you. He knows what he is doing with the regional picks. Thoughts on this uh, Invicta card? It's only got, what, seven fights on it? Um, yeah, they, they usually check, check in around seven, right? Like, sometimes they book, like, eight or nine, but then, like, a couple fall through, and they, like, combine a couple, and, like, yeah, it just winds up uh, being right around here. But, yeah, no, it, it's pretty good. There's... um. There's a couple of fighters on here who are kind of newer to the organization, which I think makes it fun. There's a UFC veteran, a contender series veteran, ultimate fighter veteran. Like, yeah, that's all the kind of thing you want on uh, Invicta. So I'm excited about it. Yep, definitely. Uh, Before we dive into it, I should tell you about Shady Rays because they are one of our friends here, one of our sponsors. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn, durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Less than all, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Where you should raise with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. 
with Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. Today, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. All righty, Dan says, if one of our picks don't come through too, you can, uh, he will replace it with another pick too, right? That's what I said last time, yeah. True. <laughs> the episode, we replaced our picks with new picks for you. So there you go. Um, hopefully we won't need any replacements. Someone will be interested in returning their picks uh, after Invicta FC 53. DeCourcy versus Dos Santos goes down Wednesday, May the 3rd, 8.30 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Um, it's going down from Real Works Denver, uh, in Denver, Colorado, which seems to be kind of their home base now. Usually, they're a or in the past, they were a Kansas City uh, based promotion, but now it seems they are running uh, all their events in, in Colorado. So, um, seven fight card, as I said, uh, we're skipping the bottom two and we're going to give you winning picks for the top five. I said winning picks, only winning picks. Do we have we don't have odds yet for this, right? We don't. I looked. Sometimes they have them on uh, early in the week, but uh, for some reason, not this week. Maybe it's just because there was a lot of action going on last week. Yeah, they need to drop the the lines soon because it's happening. In what this is Monday? It's happening in like two days. So, um, all right, let's break uh, break down the first fight: women's flyweight, Liana Pirozin versus Elise Pone or Pone. I think we were saying her name was right last time we talked about her. Yeah, Pone. Yeah, Pone. Pwn does not quite sound as good. All right, I'll tell you about the piece Pwn. Pone. Two and one with one knockout. Never been finished in a fight. All of her fights have been in Invicta. She, she got a win, loss, win over uh, her Invicta career and her pro career. She also was 16-1 in kickboxing slash Muay Thai and was a multiple-time world champion in that realm. Uh, she's three inches taller than Piro's in. Six inches of reach on her, which should come in handy if you're a kickboxer. Uh, Lee is the nickname, L-I, for Piro's in which is just a short form of her first name, which I does not, I do not accept as a, as a nickname. Uh, she's eight and five with three knockouts. She's been submitted twice, one in three in Invicta. She's also gone one in three over her last four fights, lost her last fight via submission. Used to fight at straw weight 2013. She's been a pro MMA fighter since, and she's eight. Despite that, she's eight years younger than a Pone. Go ahead. That's because Pone is like surprisingly old. Like she, yes. she, she looks like she's maybe 14 yep. uh, and she's actually 38, which is pretty wild. Um, so for this fight here, uh, I'm actually, I'm interested to see what the line comes in. At. I think it end result. I'm going to say it probably comes in right around even because Perosin has just got like a much more extensive record. Pone's only fought professionally three times uh, and she's one in two in those. So that's never going to look like, you know, somebody who comes in as a favorite. Um, but also she looked a lot better then Perosin, and she's doing better in Invicta, which makes it likely that her odds will be a little higher. So I'm just going to say this comes in uh, as a pick -em. That's where okay. I think it's going to go. And, and I'm going to take Elise Pone here. Um, and the reason why is if you look at uh, Perosin, uh, it, it takes her a really long time to feel out the fight. Um, she throws like a lot of like leg kicks that she's not in range for. Um, and when somebody does blitz her or gets in her face, she kind of shells up and puts her guard up and just doesn't really move her head or doesn't get off out of there. 
Um, she's really easy to counter if she does hit those leg kicks. Somebody just throw like her last fight. They just threw a big right hand over the top. Every time she threw a leg kick, she got cracked a couple of times and even put down. Um, and the thing is, is that like Pone has issues. Uh, the biggest one being she doesn't look good when somebody rushes her and gets in her face and throws a ton. We saw that when she fought um, Helen Peralta off of uh, Ultimate Fighter Helen Peralta's. And, and like she looked so bad in that fight. I was like, just fade her forever. Like, I, I don't think she's very good. Um, and then in her next fight with Melissa Parker, she she like looked great in the clinch. Parker wasn't like crowding her and getting in her face. And that allowed Ponet to get her own clinch going, to get her up against the cage. She countered some grappling positions really well that I really look like. And, and she's she's clearly progressing, which is wild to say at her age, right? Because you don't usually say what, you know, she's 38 and she's getting better every single time out. But like, that's kind of what's happening to her. Um, and I think the fact that Perosin is just not the type of fighter who is going to exploit that weakness of Pone, who, where she panics when she's getting rushed. I think it's going to allow Pone to get her jab going. I think it's going to allow Pone to get the clinch when she does want it. And I think it's going to give her, you know, like a lead that she can kind of just like bank on uh, for later in the fight. So uh, at even money, I like uh, Pone here. If she does come in as like a massive favorite, you know, like it, for some reason, this line is is not where I think it was. Yeah, I, I wouldn't bet her anywhere near. Like if she gets over negative 200, I would never bet her over negative 200. But like. If she was in the middle 100s and anywhere up until, obviously, I'd love her at dog money, um, she's playable. But, uh, you know, obviously being young and having that weakness that could be exploited makes me not super excited of her as a, a giant favorite, should she be it. Um, yeah, Pone, it, even though she is old, it makes sense that, that she's improving. She's had, what, three MMA fights? Uh, yeah, and, fight? oh, yeah. And, and it seemed like in that Peralta fight, too, like she had a lot of trouble, like I said, being rushed being crowded, people being in her space. And then sort of in that Parker fight, she she spun it around on Parker. Like she was like, I'm going to be the one in your space. So it does seem like, you know, like she's downloading information and, and using it, which is good because, you know, she probably did that in kickboxing and, and she just needs like a different set of information here for MMA. Um, But yeah, she's progressing. I, I don't know what the ceiling is for somebody who's just learning at 38, um, yeah. but like if, if she gets as much better as she did last time, Perosin won't be a problem for her at all. She's even older than Gumby for, uh, God's sake. So she's six years older than Marcus McGee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's wild. You, you would, you would think he, he's her father if they were, uh, if they were together. So yeah, I might, I might tweet out a picture of both of them <laughs> and be like, which of these people is six years older than the other SGP and MMA. Everybody check the account out. See if he does it. All right, um, let's move up to Adam Waits now, or down in weight class uh, uh, to Adam Waits. Monique Adrian versus Nicole. I don't know why I said Nicole like that, but Nicole Geraldo or Geraldo. Um, Geraldo's 5-0 and with one knockout. This is her Invicta debut. She used to fight at strawweight, and she's seven years younger than Adrian. That's all I got for her. Adrian, 5-2 and with one knockout. Never been finished in a fight. 1-1 one one in Invicta. She's gone loss, win, loss, win over her last four fights. Tell us what you know about these ladies. So, uh, first of all, uh, the, the early noise I'm hearing on this, based on picks I'm seeing from like other people who handicap fights and stuff, I think Geraldo is going to be a big favorite here. Um, it, it looks like people are all over that five and zero record, or all over 
you know, like you know, the the one finish she does have, right? And, and it looks like people are excited about her. She she used to fight for Lux Fight Series, which is a Mexican promotion. Um, so I'm gonna say, based on just the what I'm hearing, it sounds like she's gonna come in north of negative 200. Let's say negative 225, maybe plus 250 on the return for Adrian. Let me tell you something. If Adrian comes in with a plus next to her name, hit it so hard that the bookies hate you for the rest of your life and start to limit your accounts. Um, because like, I really think Adrian is just going to plow through Geraldo here. I think she should be a negative 250 favorite. Um, like if you just watch these two fight, it's pretty clear that that's the case. But for some reason, I'm hearing a lot of people pick Geraldo here and I think they're wrong. Um, the one, two from Adrian is so fast. She throws it right down the middle Everything is nice and straight. She sits in the pocket. When you do try to take her down, she's crafty off of her back in both like using a high guard, getting her hips out of there. She gets up really quick. After she got taken down once in her last fight, her sprawl looked great and she stuffed every takedown after that. Um, and if you watch Geraldo, like you, you can watch all of her Lux fights. Like they're available out there. She, she's got a much worse sense of range. She throws like these really wide arm hooks that sometimes like, She's almost like hitting you with her forearm because she doesn't realize that she threw her fist too far. Her footwork is really sloppy. Like if you get after her, she goes to switch stances, but sometimes gets caught even footed. Um, so like she's square to you, which means like when you hit her, she she stumbles back, looks real a lot worse. Um, she's a lot slower. The only takedown I saw her hit, she got like a body lock and a trip. I don't think that's going to work against Adrian, especially because I think she's going to get hit on the way in. I think Adrian is playable up until like negative 250. Um, but for some reason, like I said, I I'm hearing that she might come in here as a dog. And if she does, don't wait for her to become a favorite because she will slowly, I think. Um, but, but I think Adrian all day here. All right. There you go. Hopefully this is going to be um, a big score for everyone. That's why you come to this podcast uh, for the insight you just got there. And hopefully uh, this is a line that, that everyone can get in on while it is uh the getting is good all right move up in weight to straw weights jessica dalboni versus danielle taylor a couple of names you may be familiar with taylor is dynamite danielle terror danielle terror i made her name even better dynamite danielle taylor uh, 11 to 6 three knockouts one submission but knocked out twice one and two in evicta she's lost two straight before that, she went two straight. She went two and three in the UFC. She was king of the cage champion before all this and used to fight at strawweight. And I think she's a prison guard. Is she not? She's got some badass job, I think. Like I that, think, so. yeah, she's a correctional officer of some yeah. type. I can't remember a which. Five, five foot correctional officer. They probably think they could they can mess with her, but no, you cannot. Um, all right. Daboni, 12 and four with two knockouts, but knocked out once, submitted once. Four and three in Evicta. Two and one over her last three did lose via submission her last fight and that was for the Adam weight championship she lost to the woman in the main event of, of this here card here um just Dabani was the champion going into that fight the Adam weight champion uh, that's where she used to fight now she's moved up to straw weight uh, 2013 she's been a pro fighter since four years younger than Taylor got an inch of height and two inches of reach on her over to you uh, this is Del Boni is going to be like negative 500 at, at minimum. And, and she's <laughs> yeah. the obvious pick here. Like th this is uh this is a mismatch too. Um, Danielle Taylor's got good hands. It should, should be noted. Like she's a good boxer. Um, but like she, she doesn't have a lot after that. 
Um, if you watch her fight with Liz Tracy, that that's probably like the best understanding of her skill set. Like Liz Tracy is also fairly one dimensional. She's a good wrestler and nothing else. And, and Liz Tracy just like avoided the strikes and plowed through with wrestling um, and, and won that fight fairly easily. And, you know, n- not that that, you know, just having trouble with a wrestler is a bad thing. But like Del Boney is a good striker and a good wrestler. Um, Del Boney was, you know, in the process of wrestling up Jillian DeCourcy when she got countered and, and just like a really good jujitsu move, uh, wound up making her lose the fight. But like now up at 115, which I think is probably a more natural weight class for Del Boney. I, I think she's going to have an easier time, uh, getting this takedown against somebody like Danielle Taylor. I think she'll probably get to advantageous positions. I think, you know, we, we usually don't see a lot of finishes out of an Invicta card. Sometimes you'll go through the whole thing and it'll just be like, you know, seven straight decisions. If we get a finish here, it'll probably be Del Boney submitting or TKOing Danielle Taylor from Mount. Because um, that's just like, she's really good on the ground. She could probably knock her out on the feet anyway. Uh, Emily Ducote did. Um, but like, she could, she could probably knock out Danielle Taylor. But like, she also doesn't need to. She can just go wrestle and win this fight super easily and probably submit her a TKO there. Yep. And a rare, rare fight that Del Boney will actually be the taller fighter in uh, at five foot one. So, and that's going up a weight class. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. All right. Uh, before we get to the top two fights in the car, let me tell you about underdog fantasy. We're brought to you by underdog fantasy. Best ball mania four is here. Ivy is four. Yes. Ivy is four. No underdog fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. So start drafting your teams plus plenty of ways to win in the NBA, NHL, and MLB with their player prop parlays. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. IV is four is a good title for the podcast, don't you think? It's perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to go up to Bantamweights now. Olga Rubin versus Claire Guthrie. This is our co-main event of the evening. Guthrie, Grizzly, Claire Guthrie. I believe a former guest on Top Turtle MMA podcast, right? She she was. Yep. Yep. There you go. Um, five and one, Ms. Guthrie is with one submission. Never been finishing a fight. So you may want to go, whoever you're picking here, you may want to go this fight going the distance or over two and a half or whatever you can get. Um, four and one in Evicta. She's won four straight fights after dropping her Evicta uh, debut. Has not lost since July of 2020. Used to fight uh, up at flyweight. She was 0-1 in the Ultimate Fighter house. Was a, or is a pro grappler. Six years younger than Ruben. An inch of reach on her. Olga, big bad Olga Ruben is the name. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good nickname, actually. Uh, she's 8-3 three with three knockouts. She's been knocked out herself twice. 1-1 one one in Evicta. She's got a win-loss win in, over her last three. Four and two in Bellator used to fight at featherweight and she's three inches taller than Guthrie. Uh, So for this one, I think Guthrie is going to come in as the small favorite here. People seem to really hate Olga Rubin. Uh, She was a dog last time out. You guys might remember against um, Serena De Jesus. Um, which we, we all cashed on that one too. She was a pretty big underdog against Serena DeJesus and, and won that fight. I think she's going to be a dog here against Claire Guthrie again. And I think it's wrong again. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, Olga Rubin plus let's play, say what plus one sixty, um, just, just above one and a half here, because I, I think, uh, I think Claire Guthrie's record, 
her fact that she was on the Ultimate Fighter, and the fact that she's looked pretty good since coming back to uh, Invicta is, is all going to play and make her a favorite here. But here's the thing, is that, like, first of all, she's not a 35-er. I, I really don't believe she belongs at 35. And, and maybe this is me being kind of harsh, but, like, she, she fought at 25 on the Ultimate Fighter. She fought at 25 in her return to Invicta, where she was a big favorite, won that fight kind of easily. Uh, and then she came in for her fight with Autumn Norton, and uh, she, she was a she came into 35, and, and she just looked slower. Her her takedowns didn't look as as crisp as they did before. And, and in addition, like she she kind of telegraphs her takedowns. People know what she wants. They know she wants a takedown. They know she doesn't want to box. Because let's face it, on the Ultimate Fighter, she she sort of got outboxed by Juliana Miller, which again, not something we want to talk about it happening to anybody. Olga Rubin. Again, maybe not the most technical striker, maybe not the uh, the most technical in terms of grappling, but she's a bruiser. Uh, that The nickname is fitting. Big Bad Olga gets in your space. She puts people up against the cage. And when she does hit you, she hits you hard enough that people remember it and give you the round. So I think Olga Rubin, like I said, is going to come in here as an underdog. I think she will probably just put Claire Guthrie up against the cage because Guthrie's a little bit undersized here. Um, and Olga Rubin will win these rounds in a very ugly fashion and hopefully catch us a pretty big underdog here. Do they hate her because her name's Olga? Could that be why? I mean, I don't, I, I don't know why. I, I think it's probably just because, like, if, if you watch her fights, there isn't a moment where she, like, she looks great. Um, you know, like, she lost her last two fights and got finished in Bellator. Uh, Julia Budd and Sinead Kavanaugh both finished her in Bellator. Um, and then she had a split decision win in Octagon. Uh, she fought for the title in Invicta. She lost yep. by split decision in that against Tanisha Tennant. Um, I actually thought she could have won that fight. Like, I would have had no problem with giving her that fight. Um, but, like, she, she again, dominated position. But she just doesn't have any of those moments that are like, whoa, look at what she can do there. She's just, like, she's gritty. She's strong. She puts you up against the cage. It, it's kind of like, why do people not get excited for Raquel Pennington fights? <laughs> and like yeah. Olga Rubin is like <laughs> Olga Rubin is like discount Raquel Pennington. <laughs> oh, we're excited. Countdown's on. How many few more weeks, right? Yeah. So, but, right. but now you don't have to wait. You can get discount Raquel Pennington. <laughs> exactly. We have it's the Olga Rubin at home. I mean uh, Raquel Pennington at home. Yeah. It's that that whole meme thing. Uh, yeah, I like that. Uh, we we have we have Raquel Pennington at home. There you go. That's something else you can you can tweet out too, Dan. If, if you uh, feel like having some fun. Um, all right, let's go to the main event. This this should be more more fun than the Raquel Pennington main event. Jillian DeCourcy, the new champion. Um, no one saw this coming, did we? We didn't see her coming. I did. I did not. I mean, she was yeah. she was such a massive underdog in that yeah. fight. And she's another one that's who's a little bit older uh, for the sport too. Versus Hayan Dos Santos. You can call her Hayan Amanda as well if you like. Uh, we'll tell you about her first. She's thirteen and six, two knockouts, eight submissions. Been knocked out once. One no Invicta. She won two straight and six of seven. She went 0 and 1 on the contender series. Do you remember who she lost to, Dan? Yeah, Denise Gomes. Yes. Correct. Who looked very good in her last fight, if I remember correctly. She, we, she, we, yeah, she did, or her opponent looked bad. One of the two. Yeah, and we picked <laughs> against. We, we didn't pick her. So, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, do, 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 do. Used to fight. The Santos are back on. Used to fight down at Strawweight. Or actually up, excuse me, up in strawweight, up at uh, flyweight as well. Was regional champion 11 years younger than DeCourcy. Uh, but DeCourcy's got a lion heart. She's 6-3, and three, two knockouts, one submission. Never been finished in a fight. 
that is a line heart there. Five and two in Invicta and is the champion of the world after beating Jessica Delboni last fight. Uh, she's won two straight and four or five. Last two wins have come via finish. Used to fight at Strawweight. Is a pro grappler and got interreach on Hyann. Hyann Pepper should be her nickname, but go ahead. Yeah, so... <laughs> oh, hey. That could be a title. There you go. Um, you're not going to go with discount Raquel Bennington? <laughs> That's, I know there's so many options here now. Yeah. Um, right. So so first of all, DeCourcy is going to be a favorite here. Um, I, I, I think... Probably not that big because I think people still have their doubts about Jillian DeCourcy being, uh, you know, first of all, 38 uh, and somebody who, you know, like really didn't get her career going until, uh, you know, that knockout against Lindsey Van Zandt um, and then immediately cashed that in and became champion. Uh, so I think people have their doubts about her. So I think she's going to be a favorite, but probably not a huge one. Let's say negative uh, 180 here, maybe negative 175. Um, and you'll get like a plus 150, 160 return on. Uh, high and Amanda, I, I'm going to take DeCourcy here. And the reason why uh, high and Amanda throws that, like, it, I don't want to call it spammed out because she doesn't throw it excessively, but like she throws this overhand, right? There's nothing that leads into it. It's kind of telegraphed. The range isn't usually there. Uh, and I don't know if she's using it to close distance or if she really thinks she's just about to hit that overhand, right? But like, she doesn't often hit it. Uh, and then she doesn't follow it up with anything. So if she is using it to close distance. It's not working. Um, so like, I, I just don't trust her striking enough. As we saw with DeCourcy, she's somebody you just don't want to be on the mats with. Um, Jessica Delboni got, got reversed and then submitted quickly on the mats against Jillian DeCourcy. So like, man, I don't have much hope for high and Amanda, if that's the case. And, and if you look at high and Amanda's record too, like, Man, is she crushing a lot of cans, dude. Like, the the one win over Katie Saul in her last fight, and Katie Saul, by the way, is five and six in her pro career. Um, that is her best win by far. Uh, records of the other women she beat. Uh, one and two, oh and oh, oh and oh, oh and five, oh and one, oh and oh. Uh, eight and four, weirdly, back in Chudo, Brazil. Two and two, oh and oh, one and seven, one and oh. Like, she just fought, like, a ton of people with no experience. Uh, anytime she steps up and fights somebody who's like, you know, three and one or five and one, like Denise Gomes was, she kind of gets served. And, and like all of her wins off of these really bad opponents are like arm barring them sometimes from guard. Um, and if she winds up underneath Jillian DeCourcy here, she's not going to suffer from her back. She's just going to wind up eating punches and getting tired out. So, um, Jack, give me Jillian DeCourcy here. Uh, as long as we can keep that number under uh, 250. Playable for sure. Um, right around 250, I'd probably start to think parlay material more than straight bet material. Um, but if you can get her in the 100, she's straight bet material too. All right. There you go. So uh, recap. Uh, DeCourcy in the main event, hopefully at a pre- under 200 number. Um, bid bag, big, big bad. Big, bad Olga Rubin as hopefully a dog um, in the co-main event. Uh, Jessica Delboni, big favorite. Throw in a parlay, possibly. Or not yeah, maybe she. Yeah. It might get. It might get so high that you don't even want to do that. Like, yep. I, if your book does give props, like maybe a Delboni inside the distance might make it playable. Um, but like maybe just enjoy watching just the Delboni fight and don't have any money on it, which I can't believe I'm saying on this podcast. <laughs> that is not the degenerate way. No, uh, Monique Adrian as hopefully a very big underdog and then to open up 
the podcast he picked in a pick-up fight he's guessing uh pone her first name would be elise 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 pone um all right that's it we got you covered for invicta we all will be watching and chatting about it in our discord sports coming podcast.com slash discord so make sure you get in there people uh super fan jong is already in there very excited about uh this coming week's uh ufc um so we're always chatting so uh, get in the discord uh the Twitter, which hopefully Gumby will put up those funny things we mentioned on this podcast, SGPN MMA. He's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer because I'm a writer for sportsgumbypodcast.com and my substack, moneymma.substack.com. Sign up, a free subscription or 24 bucks for a year if you want to unlock everything. And I run a free pick'em contest every week with prizes, real, real prizes. So that's moneymma.substack.com. And Gumby is at Top Turtle MMA podcast as well as as being here do you want to preview this week's or is it still no i i got i got the interviews in the bucket uh so uh i did interviews this week with debuting fighter braxton smith uh who's fighting parker porter in his debut this weekend and then uh johnny munoz as well um so you can listen to those two interviews those two interviews on tuesday or wednesday the dad johnny munoz no, no, Munoz it's Johnny Jr. Munoz Jr. Uh, oh, too bad. Uh, yeah. I, his dad is a black belt, though. Oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah, his dad and his mom, I believe, are both judo judo or jiu-jitsu black belt. They're both black belts, though. Ah, very nice. All right. Um, that is that for us. Uh, I think I plugged. Yeah, I plugged everything I need to plug. Oh, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff, too. We probably don't say that enough, but you people know what to do by now. Um Give us some reviews. We uh, the other podcasts are getting reviews makes makes us look like we're chumps here. Uh, give us some reviews, uh, <laughs> like Frankie did Designs did uh, a few weeks back. So, all right, we'll be back on Wednesday with our first of two UFC pods of the week. Until then, Gumby, go ahead. I'm Dana Gumby Freeland. He's Jeff Amanda, and we will see you on Wednesday.